Welcome back to the Purple Worship Podcast, where we talk about worshiping with your whole life. Once again, I'm joined here by Brandon and CK, and we're continuing our talk about parenting through the corona crisis and fear. And today we're going to be talking a little bit more about what it's like to raise courageous children in a fearful world. So guys, how are you doing today? Doing well. Great. All right. Well, it's great to have you back. So let's talk a little bit about exactly that. What does it look like to raise courageous children in a fearful world. So just to remind our listeners, if you haven't listened to part one of this, it's very, very foundational. Um, There's a lot of things that we bring up, things like the resurrection is vital. Uh, Understanding the resurrection is vital to your fearlessness. And uh, we talked a lot about Psalm 56, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. You have to attack your fear head on. And so we're all fathers here. And, um, you know, this this particular event we talked about last time, it's not really instilling that much fear in our families yet, um, but definitely people around us are experiencing a lot of fear, and it's not to say that we won't be in that same boat uh, very, very soon. Things might get a lot more serious. Um, we all may be without work for a while. That can be fearful. Uh, any of those things could happen. So um, what does it look like You know, when we're talking about raising children in the midst of a very fearful world, particularly now? Uh, when everyone is, it seems like, is fearing something. Um, how do we raise our children to not be that way? So I'm, I'm going to start because I'm going to actually answer a question you didn't ask, which is helpful, isn't it? Um, sure. But uh, so I think one thing, especially before we head into storms, is that we want to not teach our children to be reckless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so... You know, considering I think at least CK and I both uh, still haven't really encountered the coronavirus in any um, super close way, uh, it can it can lead to me not teaching my children to be gracious with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can lead to them being cavalier, um, or mm-hmm. it, it, like the temptations there from from myself even uh, unknowingly to be cavalier about something that other people are very concerned about. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I want to be careful to do in this and in, in general is to teach my children to um, sympathize with people mm-hmm. and to see to see where they are, even if we're not there, even if we don't feel what they're feeling. And so mm-hmm. um, that's been a big challenge for me is I don't want my children to be afraid, but I also don't want my children to um, uh, be callous or cold to yep. people who are. So yeah. that's yeah. not really the question you asked, but that's, that's, that's a good one, kind though. of the first thing in, in my mind as we try to walk through this. Absolutely. Because yeah, that's what I'm facing. Yeah. And I mean, you have children that are much older than mine. Uh, my oldest is two and a half. And so uh, with him, we're, we definitely deal with the whole like he's friends with everybody right now and he wants to say hi to everybody and tell them about his day and everything. And um, that includes saying, why are they wearing masks or why are yeah. they doing this, you know, and and um so it's pointing and the staring and yeah and so you know it's (laughs) it's one of those where i think everybody appreciates the fact that we're all dealing with this but when you have someone who literally has no concept you know they're empty children aren't dumb they're just empty Mm -hmm. and so when you when you have someone who's empty and they have no knowledge of what is anything even being sick apart from the one time he's been sick in his life you know uh it's really really interesting to try and figure out how do you live in a kind of an abro- above reproach sort of way and and teach your children to do that too and even for our wives like trying to help them instill that sense of 
um, innocence, you know, and, and preserve that within our children. But then also, like you said, to, to not make them calloused or, or unaware of the way that their actions can affect people who um, could be, you know, we don't know, uh, could be very freaked out even by, right. uh, you know, my child like running over to them in the park and that could really freak somebody out. And right. so um, right. I think in that way, a big part of it for me has just been trying to teach our children to just a good life principle anyway, but just a little bit, like you said, a little bit of restraint, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and try and teach them to, um, to approach people in a way that is, uh, sort of like the other person would invite them closer. Uh, so it's not them rushing up to that person, you know, and just in a general setting that's important, but especially in something like this, uh, for the sake of that other person again just trying to be above reproach and and even inconvenience ourselves if necessary to help them feel more at ease with everything definitely definitely so what if we zoomed out a little bit what if we we zoom out just a bit and and ask what does being courageous what does being brave look like in a time like this because there's a lot of christians who um will just you know chant oh, we're trusting in God and God's in control, which obviously we agree with. Um, but, but there's a line between wisdom and stupidity, right? And so we have, yeah. to, we have to be wise and trust in God and at the same time not put people at risk. And, um, you know, we need to love our neighbors like what you were saying and, and even go out of our way. Like what, what Paul would say, uh, I believe, if he was here um, because he talked about this for you know, eating meat sacrificed to idols, he would say, if, if it is something that you can do for somebody else to deprive yourself, then do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's, it's just a minor inconvenience for us at this point, um, to be kind to somebody, you know, to be loving to somebody, but, but what does it look like to be brave in a time like this and not be stupid? I think that uh, I didn't. It, I thought you breathed in some, and you were like, "I'm gonna talk," and then you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's worse because we can see each other. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Social distancing. Uh, we can. We can. Right. Observe differently. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, what does it look like to be brave? Um, uh, I think bra- bravery in general. I mean, in general, I want to teach my kids that bravery is is um, not being afraid of the things that God tells you not to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. So um, there are plenty of things we should be afraid of that, that you know, pr- plenty of things f- fear, like a healthy fear, you know, like I should have a healthy fear of uh, trucks if I'm standing in the middle of a road mm-hmm. um, and I should, I should remove myself from the middle of the road. But there are things that I'm not supposed to be afraid of and I want to teach my children how to uh, handle um, handle you know like wrong fear and right fear mm-hmm. um at the same time and i think bravery is kind of being able to, to walk that line and uh and recognize what healthy fear is and how healthy fear can actually inform us and and help us um be careful but we also you know i i rec- not right now it, this in this time um you know, bravery sometimes is going to look like, um, you know, putting yourself at risk to help people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so obviously we think of, 
um, Christians in the medical field, but people in the medical field in general. Um, that's that's a that's a bravery, you know. That's that's uh, that comes at the at the cost of your you know at the cost of your potentially your own health, for the sake of of other people's. Hmm. And I also think that it, that part of it. And then I will you know pass the pass the mic. But I think another piece of it that's really important is. Um, you know, categorizing things that uh, that God says are important. So it's not only not being afraid of things that God tells us not to be afraid of, but it's also being confident to walk in the things that he tells us to do regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, this isn't, um, you know, a physical enemy, so to speak, but God tells us a lot about how to deal with enemies. And he tells us a lot about um, walking forward um, in, in the face of persecution or distress, or as we talked about last time in Romans 8, you know, all the things that Paul lists, famine or nakedness mm-hmm. or danger or sword. And so part of bravery, too, is um, having, you know, separate categories for the things that, that God tells us, you know, being able to prioritize those things. Yeah, I, I I think a lot about the idea of courageousness. Like you said, the people in medical field, um, or like we have people in our church who are immunocompromised and um, have even been sick during this time. And, you know, they've had mm-hmm. family members who have encountered the virus and um, and then they've had family members who have had family members who have even died from the virus. And so like mm-hmm. you, you can see the ripple effects very quickly and you know the potential is there. Since, since we're not living in fear that we talked about in the, the first episode, but um, being courageous, I think, uh, for me, it always comes back to what you'd said about choosing to put yourself in a position to help people. That doesn't mean putting yourself in the middle of the, of the street and trying to say, like, right. the trucks aren't a thing, right? Like, we need to be right. prudent. Uh, but I think we should do everything in our power one step short of risk or foolishness uh, to to go above and beyond to help people. Mm-hmm. And so that can mean, you know, I've seen people on our like next door app and things like that in the neighborhood saying, hey, I'm a grad student. I know there are elderly people in this neighborhood. Can I go get you something from the store? or Shopping for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever, you know, and those things can be courageous because you're still putting yourself in a position of, of potentially compromising, but you're doing it in a way that is like immediately applicable and helpful. And I think courageousness can often transition into uh just a very very okay what can i do next like what's a very pragmatic next step for me uh if i have and even if you don't have eternal security like some of our children are not saved and and so we can't teach them uh or we can't expect them to have that same sense of like that rock to stand on right but we can still teach them that as you know if you if you if you're honoring uh god in your actions and you're loving your neighbor, then that that love for neighbor is a part of that common grace that God applies to all men. And we just need to do good to others. And so even in a situation like this, we can choose to uh, restrain our own fearful reactions to this and then also then use that as a way to say, some people might not be able to do that. How can I help? Absolutely. Yeah. I really like what you said about um, asking what's next. You know, you think about brave people in movies, and it doesn't matter what's going on around them. It doesn't matter uh, how how crazy or terrible things are getting. Um, they just kind of, like, 
this is what I have to do. And then after I do this, this is what I have to do. And after I do this, this is what I, and I think that's a mark of a brave person mm. is somebody who just you know, acts like a man and, and, and does it, you know, um, in the case of our, you know, us as fathers, um, mm, right. just bucks up and does it. Yep. Yeah. And you raised another important point um, when you talked about people who um, are stepping up in their communities and helping those who are vulnerable. And I think uh, part of being brave and courageous is leading uh, and stepping up and saying, hey, I'm going to take responsibility for the people around me. Even if I'm not traditionally, I haven't been traditionally seen as the leader. Now, obviously as fathers in our own families, we definitely have that role. So we need to model bravery and courageousness for, for our children. Like it or not, that's right. What we, yeah, we we're have stuck to. there. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. but I've been encouraging uh, church members and especially the teens of the church to, hey, look, you have friends who either are churched or un, or maybe they're unchurched and they are living in fear right now, most likely. And so you be the one to reach out and see if they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. You be the one to see if Definitely. they need anything. And uh, you know, my kids aren't really at an age where they can take that kind of responsibility. So my practical step towards that is just modeling that for them. And as much as I can involving them in that, but um, Brandon, I'm kind of curious because you do have kids that are much, much, much older and could do some more things, practically speaking. What are some practical ways, whether you're doing them or not, what are some practical ways that dads can get involved in helping their children to take responsibility for their community? Um, I mean, it's, it's an exciting thing uh, once you have, you know, for, for, for godly dads, it's a really exciting thing when you have kids who are finally able to kind of come along with you, uh, as you, as you do life and ministry and things like that. And I think that's a huge piece of it is it's really just the same thing. It's modeling, it's, you know, teaching as we go, um, but, and bring them along with you, but you have the unique option of being able to actually include them in things and give them, uh, chances and responsibility, give them ways to serve or help or, um, risk or lead, uh, in, in circumstances in which they, they wouldn't normally have those opportunities. And so I think that's a big piece of it. It's just one, we kind of have to be brave to let our, uh, children, have those opportunities, take those opportunities and potentially face the consequences or fallout that might come from, um, you know, like I'm, you know, well, my middle child is nine. So, um, and my oldest is 21. And so, um, but I, I get to, I mean, with both of them, I get to bring them along in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my nine year old, I get to tell him, you know, that when we see people or when we're out, um, like you were talk, talking about CK, like I get to tell him how to be loving to people who are fearful or scared by keeping their distance, you know, mm-hmm. and not being mm-hmm. as friendly as what they normally would be. Right. And just being able to watch their, their wheels turn, mm-hmm. um, that they're considering mm-hmm. other people is a huge, a huge thing that we get to teach them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've just, I get to do that a little bit more with my older kids. Yeah. I mean, even my two and a half year old, there, there are definitely times where, uh, he'll he'll be like hey why did they rope off the playground you know and uh, or he'll say you know why why can't we go to this person's house or why don't we have them come over to our house or things like that and and our response is is always some hybrid of uh well do you remember that you know right now there's a lot of people who are are sick and or there's people out there who are sick and we don't want to get other people sick and so we always try and 
put, turn it back to um, how can we how can we teach him even if he doesn't get it how can we teach him the, that mechanic of like we're doing this because someone else needs something and, and so yes we focused. would yeah exactly like it's mm-hmm. it's not that we don't want you know to have hospitality in our home right now in person it's because we want to like you said Caleb to kind of be leaders in being part of a peaceful solution to all of this and so we're going to do whatever we have to do. And if that means we don't play on the playground, you know, we take a walk around instead, then those are little things that we can do. But we help to say, hopefully it's, it's in getting in there somewhere that, that it's like, this is, this is part of, of doing our part, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and this is something that we can do to kind of help uh, progress this thing. <laughs> well, and it's a huge thing to get your two-year-old thinking about other people. Because yeah. two-year-olds generally don't think about other people. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> never. No. Never, yeah. ever. Um, yeah. My four-year-old struggles to think about other people ever, ever, uh, even when being told to do so. So um, that is just a huge thing as, as dads, I think, with young kids uh, that we can, we can already get them in the gears of, hey, let's look around and, and realize we're not the only people here. And even though our family doesn't have a big sickness right now. There are people that do, and there are people who could. And, um, you know, we can't really explain this to a two-year-old, but we obviously know that we may not even know it and we might be carrying it to somebody else. So, you know, the very fact that we're restraining from things that we would normally do as a family, you know, part of our, part of our routine is getting to go to Chick-fil-A and play on the playground. We probably do that once a week. Haven't mm-hmm. done it in about three weeks now. Um, and so that's, it's different, right? And so we can explain to our kids, we've changed something, however small it is, Mm -hmm. because our, our kids are small. So the changes are small, but however small it is, we've changed something. And the reason we've done it is so that we can be loving our neighbor and thereby glorifying Jesus in the way that we are interacting with our community. And that brings it all the way back to worship. So Mm -hmm. the worshipful response is inconvenience yourself, right? Do whatever you can to be loving to somebody else. Um, you don't have to, if you don't have to do it, then don't do it, right? And I think that's what our government's been telling us, but as Christians, we should be the ones leading that charge. If you don't have to do it, don't do it. It's not, it's not necessary right now. Um, there are things that are necessary, so let's, let's save our fights for the things that are necessary mm-hmm. and not to have to get to go to the playground and play, right? That's not a necessary right. thing. Yeah, um, I mean, it, you know, and... Peter says in in 1 Peter 2, honor all people. And he attaches that with several other things, uh, but he starts with honor all people, you know, and and Mm -hmm. it's, I I think the, the, without doing an exegesis of that passage, I I think the the heart behind that is like, be kind, you know, Mm -hmm. be kind to people, like do good to people. And I think that's something that takes um, courage in a, especially in a fearful environment where you choose to um, add extra to what you would normally do, extra kindness, extra grace, extra patience, you know, whatever it takes, um, restraint, you know, all of those things can, can be part of honoring other people. Yeah. And, and the more we can sprinkle that in, I feel like the more it, hopefully whether our kids are two or 21 or whatever, like that, hopefully that, that can just be more of a lifestyle that when we get out of all of this, it's not like we're going to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so in one way, this is just an incubator, uh, like a pressure cooker for, for that kind of behavior that we can really drill in during this time. And I feel like 
we need to seize that opportunity while we have it here. Yeah, you mentioned extra, and I've been encouraging our church family. This is a time when most people are going to be sitting on what they have. But for us, this is a time for us to be radically generous with everything, you know, with mm. your with your finances, with your resources, with your time, everything, with your thoughts, you know, be radically generous because that's what's going to set us apart. And that's what's going to draw people to Christ. So as we kind of draw this particular episode to a close, let's bring it back to people who are afraid right now. So what advice would you give to a struggling dad who really wants to lead his children and his families in a Joshua 1-9 kind of faith, a be strong and courageous kind of faith, but yet he's scared to death? And that's reasonable, right? It's a reasonable fear. Tell your children, you know? Like, like Absolutely. Just, you know, uh, you said be generous with your thoughts. Uh, and I immediately thought, um, I've never struggled with that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell anybody, you know, where I am. But oh, how true. Um, <laughs> my, my my children just to live with to live with me is to live with a constant stream of consciousness coming from me about whatever um and but you know being honest with your children yeah. and and yeah. as long as um i mean some some parents approach it like you know i'm going to protect my kids from right. my fears my worries my financial hardships mm. whatever and um to each their own i suppose but um I, I have found it greatly beneficial and it, it, it opens up opportunities for talking. It, it creates mm -hmm. seeds of conversations that happen later. Um, and, and if I will just share guys, I'm really struggling with this. I don't know what to think about this. I have no idea. I'm scared, you know, and being able to tell my children that I'm scared and then to that way they get to watch their dad who is, is trying, you know, striving, failing, yes. but striving to practice, spiritual yeah. disciplines to practice trusting in the promises of God. They get to watch me both, you know, fail and succeed, but they get to see kind of that movement too. Right. From, uh, from fear to uh, faith. Absolutely. Yeah. We talked about Psalm 56. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. Well, how are your kids going to know that you're trusting in God if you don't let them know that you're afraid? Right. Right. How can they know that you're reacting properly if they don't know that you have something to react to? Because otherwise, right. it's just life as normal. So vulnerability, a really, really big thing. And I 100% agree with that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, I honestly can't top that. I, I I, think it's it's difficult when, you know, your children are young enough that they might not understand some of those concepts because, you know, like we said, they're, they're empty. Um, they don't yeah. know these things. Uh, yeah. And that's great, you know. Um, oh, I saw a tweet where, a uh, lady had her, her son in a, a pool outside and said, one of the things I'm most grateful for right now is that my child has no knowledge of the situation mm, and yeah. he's just happy to be in this, in this, you know, pool. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think that that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. But then the moment that we can start to share that experience and share life with our children in that way, it humanizes us, mm -hmm. you know, right. and it, and it takes courage, I think, for a dad to be human uh, to their, to his children. Mm. And, yeah. um, and I think that that's, you know, for me, that's something I really look forward to is being able to say like, even, you know, maybe, maybe when he turns three, I'll get it. I don't know. Like, you know, he's <laughs> right. two going on 20. Right. So, uh, right, right. you know, but, but I, I look forward to those times because I think that really does like, for me, I remember times when my dad did that mm. and, yeah. and still does that, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, and he's right. late 60s and when he does something like that i'm like oh man you're human you know <laughs> and i i think and you just you hit on that it's 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 a type of bravery because we want our kids to think that we're superman and every time that we admit that we're not um that's that takes that takes guts to be able to do that um and it it's uh it brings us down a notch when when we when we do that Five in their notches. eyes yeah <laughs> in their eyes yeah um but i think um, i hope because that's it's been my strategy so i hope it works i think it's going to pay dividends yeah. Yeah. um down the road because i know that i thought my dad was superman but the things that i remember mm -hmm. the most are when he was honest and open with me and 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 even frail at times because I got to watch his whole process. I didn't just watch him be awesome. I got to watch him work toward that. Yep. And uh, and so I want to show my kids both. Um, uh, but it does mean that, that uh, sometimes I don't look as cool as what I wish I did in their eyes. Right. Well, and that's fantastic advice, too, because there is no lasting, meaningful relationship that lasts based on a facade nothing yeah. like you have to be completely transparent in every other relationship and yet so often with our kids we try to project an image and then when it becomes impossible to project that image usually because something is way over our heads then all of a sudden their whole house of cards comes crashing down so right. be open with your kids now and then i would also add to that ck you mentioned having young kids if they can't quite wrap their heads around those concepts use this time, especially when you're afraid to really partner up with your wife, especially if you, you know, if you're, if you're married, if, my heart goes out to single parents. Um, but mm -hmm. if you're married, you know, use this time to, to bond with your wife and talk through those things. Like what will we do when we have these opportunities? How do we want to model this before our kids? How can we be intentional about this? And if you are a single parent, find some other trusted advisor mm -hmm. in your life that you can talk to and do the same thing. Um, don't be afraid alone, right? If you can't be open and honest with your kids about it, and if they're not able to help shoulder some of that load with you, tell somebody, find a Christian friend, find a pastor, somebody that you can do. Hey, find us, we're available. Uh, DM us, we'll, we'll be able to, to help you out um, and just pray for you and, and pray with you and, and help you plan ahead for the future. So just want to remind you as we wrap up this wonderful podcast, first of all, guys, thanks again for joining me. It's been fantastic talking to you today. And uh, we're reminding all of you out there listening every minute of every day, we are worshiping something. And so we're encouraging you worship God. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.